Good morning from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, March 9th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. The first thing Bernie Sanders wants you to know about Joe Biden is that he's his friend and a decent man. But Sanders wants you to know some other things about Biden, too, that he once supported cuts to Social Security, that he cast a vote to prohibit federal funding of abortions, and that he used to favor a ban on openly gay people serving in the military. At rallies this weekend, Sanders has cautiously tested new and forceful attacks on Biden's record on gay rights and women's issues, potent critiques aimed at two key constituencies of the Democratic Party. At the same time, Sanders is increasingly assuring crowds at the beginning, middle, and end of his speeches that he will support Joe Biden if he loses the primaries. Those two messages highlight the challenges facing Sanders as he campaigns in the Midwest ahead of a crucial primary in Michigan on Tuesday. He campaigned here yesterday and held a rally last night at the University of Michigan with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He's in Detroit this afternoon. Joe Biden starts the day in Grand Rapids and finishes it tonight in Detroit with a rally with Kamala Harris. Sanders won a major upset in Michigan over Hillary Clinton in 2016, and a Biden victory here would be a major setback, not just symbolically, but also in terms of delegates. Biden, though, appears to have the upper hand, and he's much better positioned with key constituencies than Clinton was to win the primary. For much of this campaign, Sanders is focused on economics and inequality, attacking his opponents for accepting donations from billionaires and opposing Medicare for all. But what's new is this emphasis on social issues, which have usually been tacked on at the end as sort of an afterthought in Sanders' stump speeches. The new lines come at a critical moment for the Sanders campaign, which is trying to find some way to regain momentum after losing 10 of the 14 states on Super Tuesday. Tomorrow, in addition to Michigan, Idaho, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, and Washington will also vote. Though Sanders racked up wins in early states, he's struggling. And now, according to the AP, he's trailing Biden in delegates. Biden could start to rack up an insurmountable lead among delegates if he does as well as expected on Tuesday. On the stump, Sanders frames his new attacks as a way to emphasize his own liberal record, noting that he supported gay rights when it was not fashionable, unlike Biden. The supercharged contrast on social issues, Sanders says, is crucial to give voters a clear picture of who has the vision to lead. Now, the Biden campaign didn't return requests for comment about the new attacks from Sanders. In recent days, Biden has largely avoided taking on Sanders directly, instead pitching himself as the unity candidate. Sanders has at times looked uncomfortable making these attacks. Absent during the sections of the speeches on social issues are his typical gesticulations and booming crescendos. Instead, he reads carefully from his notes, looking down intently, often taking several rhetorical heaves to wind up to his point. The strategy comes with risks. Already, there are fears that Biden may not be able to energize Sanders' base if he wins the nomination. Many Sanders supporters have expressed uncertainty about whether they'd cast ballots in November for anyone but Bernie. As he's escalated his attacks against Biden, Sanders has sought rhetorical cover by pointing out that the eventual nominee will have to be able to withstand the president's bellicose campaign style, And he stressed that President Trump will be a very formidable opponent for a lot of reasons. And that's why women in the LGBTQ community need to be excited about the nominee. Unlike when he's talking about Biden, cautiously, 
Sanders's comments on Trump are scathingly personal. He calls the president a pathological liar, a fraud, a racist, and an autocrat. He regularly accuses the president of never having read the Constitution. So by those standards, the final stretch of the Democratic nominating fight may look tame. Notably, Sanders has not mentioned Biden's son, Hunter, whose business associations have already become fodder for Trump's attacks and were at the center of the congressional inquiry that led to the president's impeachment. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts. 